This is an ABC podcast. This podcast contains offensive language and other cool stuff. I boldly pen this work, having felt the swarm for myself. With the little life left in me, I must tell his story. Todd Noy, date unknown. This is Finding Drago. I'm Alexi Toliopoulos, and in the previous round of Finding Drago, we spoke to Todd Noy scholar David. David knows more about Todd Noy than we could have ever imagined. How does he have this much access to detailed knowledge on the mysterious author of Drago on Mountains We Stand? Which, by the way, is still an 87-page spin-off novel following the villain from Rocky IV. Could David be Todd Noy? After we spoke, I received a copy of Swarmer in the mail. Swarmer is the autobiographical tome of Todd Noy. And once again, this is a brand new book with Todd Noy's signature, despite being presumed dead since the 90s. On this episode of Finding Drago, Cameron James and I feel the swarm. Cameron James, as I live and breathe, I didn't think we would ever get to this point in the podcast. This is crazy. This is this is a level of deepness I didn't think we'd dive into. No, we've been mucking around in the shallow end of the pool. Yep. And now all of a sudden, Dad's picked us up and thrown us right in the deep end. <laughs> in a freaking hessian sack and we don't know where to <laughs> swim anymore. Things have really taken a turn for the strange. Things have arrived in your mailbox. I did receive Swarmer by Todd Noy, a second physical book by Todd Noy. I called uh, the library that Todd Noy grew up near and I found nary a page of any of his work in the records there. Now we have two physical books in our possession. <laughs> Describe the book. What is it like? Okay. So it's it looks brand new. Again, the graphic design, the typeface, it's all very modern. It's mm-hmm. got a kind of um, Day of the Dead sort of motif on the front. And how many pages is it? Let me check. It is 67 pages, so it's shorter than Drago. Yeah. How many chapters? How many chapters? Good question. Including the epilogue, we're talking 29 chapters. That seems more... Mm. That makes more sense. This is a development of Todd Noy's writing style. Yeah. This feels like we've uncovered the Book of the Dead, by the way. Like, I'm I'm honestly feeling afraid <laughs> seeing this in my presence. Well, all this, like, g- gothic imagery on it is, isn't helping either. Okay, this is the blurb on the back. Swarmer by Todd Noy. First, they called him Nino, but quickly learned his name. And most came to know him as Swarmer. This is the story of he... Jesus del Paz, from the great master Todd Noy, author of The Alabaster Wars and Drago on Mountains We Stand, comes his lost semi-biographical work, 
kindly released to the public by the Noi estate. So already the mythology is it's double what we saw with the Drago thing. Yeah. They're referencing the Noi estate on yeah. the back of the book. And we've just been hearing a lot about the Noi estate from David. Yeah. So I, I assume, you know, they've unlocked the vault since we last spoke to David and... Uh, Restored and- this book and put it out there. Did you read it? I've read it. I read it too. Can I just say it took me 25 minutes cover to cover. <laughs> <laughs> took me a little longer, but I'm a slow reader. I put the kettle on. By the time it was boiled, I was done. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, this book is far stranger than Drago or Mountains We Stand. It, it's infinitely stranger. It's, it's like it says on the back, it's semi-biographical. Yeah. This is a book not about a character from a Rocky movie. Yep. This is a book about Todd Noy. I imagine if we got this book and it was about Paulie Pepino, Rocky's <laughs> deadbeat <laughs> brother-in-law, uh, played by the beautiful Burt Young in the film franchise. That would have made me feel a little safer and I would understand the waters that I'm in. Heck, I'd even be happy if it was a book about the freaking robot from Rocky IV. <laughs> Cinco the robot. <laughs> I would be much more comfortable with that. Instead, what we've got is it's like a beat poem, autobiographical, William S. Burroughs-esque drug-fueled rant about one period in the life of Todd Noy. This is a a segment from Chapter 4, which is called On Noy's Duel with the Young Lion. Mm. Chapter 4, On Noy's Duel with the Young Lion. If you travel the Juarez Valley, murder valley to most, along the Rio Bravo del Norte, through the crumbling ghost towns of the borderlands, where the scorched earth offers no fruit, at some point in this timeless realm, you'll reach that cantina called Cesar. And here is the place your narrator encountered in person, the Swarmer. In those long, lonesome years after March of the Noxman, my mind, crippled and near insane by the enormous weight of the Alabaster Wars, then a working draft, I was on the road, losing myself, picking fights and drinking up my sorrows. There is still, and was then, a darkness within my core, manifest in the small hours to see only that which is ugly and have no hope for mankind. Lonesome, loathing, and loathsome, and chemically consumed, I would not be satisfied without my night's violence. With hot tears on my face, I cursed the barkeep, his half-measures and his slow service. The barkeep, mute and crooked, remained unvexed and distanced from me and my baseless protests. Until I vomited the day's broth up over myself, at which he firmly beckoned that I leave. So this is about the writing of the Alabaster Wars. Yeah. It's hard to even say after reading this book what the Alabaster Wars is. And I'll tell you why it's hard to say what the Alabaster Wars is. Because it doesn't exist. Yeah. This is a an autobiographical story about a writer finishing a book that does not exist. That is 8,000 pages long. 
when I spoke to Margaret from the State Library of Western Australia, she told me that a book that would be 8,000 pages long would be from the floor to the roof of a door. <laughs> she thought that it was impossible. <laughs> she couldn't imagine it. And she's around thousands of books every day. And she couldn't imagine a book being that big. But reading this book about the life of Todd Noy, it grows the mystery of Todd Noy. And like you said, this book doesn't feel like a book. It feels like a tome. The Drago book was punchy and quick, and it captured that propulsive energy that Sliced Alone does with the Rocky movies. This is something else. This is punchy, and it reads quick as well. But it is written in the style of an epic poem, like Beowulf or Homer's Odyssey, the Iliad. It feels like something that doesn't exist in our time. It feels like those ancient texts mixed with contemporary stuff like street fighting and poker and that kind of Bukowski-esque drinking lifestyle of a bar fly in Mexico. Can I say well. something? It's pretty freaking good. It's, I think it's freaking great. It's a thrilling read. If In that style of um, Kerouac or something where it's kind of about the writing process. It's about the writer. There are lots of references to Todd Noy's other works in it. Yeah. But aside, throw all that stuff aside, it's a kind of a fun story about this drunk who got beat up in a bar and then got obsessed with finding the man who beat him up. Yeah. The Swarmer. The Swarmer. As it were. And Swarmer is always written in capitals and it just sticks in you. I think just like on a little literary note that just sticks with you like that in there. Well, look, whoever wrote this book, they clearly have talent. There's something here. There's something quite engaging in it. I couldn't put it down, as I said. And I'm just, I mean, I don't know why you would hide. If you can write like this, why would you? Why is Todd Noy disappeared if he's a great writer like this? Why has it taken us so much effort to unearth these books, these tomes? Why isn't this in a library? This should be in a freaking museum. There's still Rocky references in it, though. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, we're referencing all the great beat poets and writers mm. of the of the nineteen fifties. There's yeah. still there's still references to Sly Stallone's uh, Rocky Four. Rocky Four, yeah. What's what what's in there? The very end of the book, actually, chapter twenty eight, farewells. Um, he's recovering from an injury from a bar fight, mm. and he says, "My bones felt strong. I would walk out of that infirmary and keep." walking. I would return to the road and keep walking and never return to Ciudad Juarez. I would hitch to the coast and board the merchant vessel Grace, bound for Europe. I carried with me a complete manuscript, scrawled in pencil onto endless rolls of dirty bandages, draped over my shoulders like Apollo's cape. The pages of my alabaster wars. Yeah, that feels like Apollo Creed. Yeah, that's, that's what Apollo I thought as well. Creed. And that's kind of where the book that's where the book ends, really. It's the there's end an, of the book. There's an epilogue after that, isn't there? There is an epilogue about one of the characters from this book uh, yeah. called uh, Lord Wessex Bernard D. Slot. Yeah, which is also similar to Drago. Drago has a similar epilogue where it's just about another character in the book, but not about Ivan Drago himself. Mm. And there's also something else that is very similar, but not exactly the same Mm -hmm. as in Drago on Mountains We Stand. That is an about the author section. I'm glad you noticed that. 
Can I read that to you, Cameron? Yeah, I was. I made a note to read this out to you. It's changed. It's different. It's a little bit different. It's longer. There's a full extra paragraph, but the paragraphs that are the same are not exactly the same. Todd Noy was a prize-winning sports journalist and novelist from Perth, Western Australia. What's the change in the first sentence? No Pulitzer. They just say prize-winning. That's crazy. We've been talking about this Pulitzer thing for so long and how crazy it is that you would claim to be a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, and now it's been omitted. It's almost like they're listening to us. That's what it feels like, right? It feels like that maybe someone has gotten better at fabricating truth. Mm. Keep going. He has written for VFL Weekly, The Guardian, and KO Magazine. His novels include Okodike, March of the Noxman. That's new. That's new. But we've heard about it before mm-hmm. in this book and from David. House of Fuego, The Alabaster Wars, and Drago, On Mountains We Stand. His short works include Limey and Me, Letters to Dante, and Gout. Yeah, that's all new. That's all new. But Limey and Me is referenced in this book. Limey and Me is referenced in this book, and Gout... I reckon it's a. This book is about Todd Noy's pain, really. Mm. Perhaps it is a metaphor for gout. I mean, the guy named his two kids after two types of food: Marlon <laughs> and Quince. So he is a he's a foodie. He's before a foodie. foodie. He's a foodie. Here we go. Next paragraph. Noy disappeared in January 1992 after a long battle with drug and alcohol addictions. So the honorary degree claim is. Gone. It's out of there. Honorary degree from University of New Delhi, gone. It's out. So, again, this feels like someone who is redrafting a lie. It's like they've gone, okay, those two claims were a bit too out there. People can research that and find out it's not true. I'm going to now narrow down my falsification. Mm. It's like dusting up your CV a little bit. It's like... uh, Just throwing a little extra in there, taking a little stuff out. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't a video store clerk for seven years, okay? So, other stuff was going on. It's very interesting. Presumed dead. A memorial service was held in his honour in Perth in December 1995. He is survived by his two sons, Marlon and Quince. And long-term partner, English cellist Elizabeth Harrington. Identical. New paragraph. Through the tireless efforts of Marlon Noy and Robert Wallace, the Noy estate has painstakingly restored and continues to release limited editions of Todd's classic work, including Noy's semi-autobiographical previously unreleased volume, Swarmer. So that's new. And those names are new. And the Noy Estate is new. So don't you think it's funny that just after we were talking about the Noy Estate and Wallace and Marlon Noy with David, all of a sudden we're getting this extra information about those people in this mm. book? Yeah. It's 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 like it's being written for you. Just you. Kevin, don't. 
don't, Alexi, I can't figure out out. who this book is for. I don't think it's just for me. Alexi, I I would not be surprised if this is the only printed copy of Swarmer in existence. This was made for you. I can't think of anyone else that this book is for. Well, I know someone else out there in the world who this book is for. Who? There's someone that we've talked about on this podcast before who wrote a wonderful review for Drago and Mounds We Stand on Goodreads <laughs> about uncovering the book on the beaches of Chala, uh, Robert Swift. I just don't think that's a real person. I'm 100% certain that's not a real person. Oh, Cameron. I've been in contact with Robert Swift. <laughs> oh, God. I've been talking to Robert Swift what online. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Talk to Robert Swift. I honestly, that is one of the biggest shocks of this podcast so far. Maybe more so than finding a freaking second physical book is that Robert Swift, a guy who I never thought was real, has reached out to me and we've been speaking online. How long has this been going on for? Okay, so he sent me a message uh, when I first heard about Swarmer. I didn't see it. It went to my other messages folder. I just didn't see it at all on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Going through it, yesterday, I found these messages. I started messaging him around midnight hour time. He lives in London and we started just, he started talking to me. <sighs> oh my God. It's so, it's so, this is literally the night before we we're recording this. So hang on. So far, this has only been um, text. Conversation. Text conversation. Okay. Also, it, it could still be the same person. Let's listen to what those text conversations sound like. Hi, Alexi. I just came across your podcast about On Mountains We Stand. I'm the guy that you mentioned who wrote the review. I don't know if you are aware, but another Todd Noy book has recently been released by the Noy Foundation, Swarmer. I'm planning an unofficial launch night at the Queen's Head in London, mentioned in Swarmer, and I was wondering if you and your pals would like to attend. Hi, Robert. Sorry I had not replied to this message. These ones in the other messenger inbox always get lost for me. Hey, nice to hear from you. No need to apologise for the delay in response. I just assumed Dave had forbidden you from talking to me. Yeah, I'm happy to chat. Always enjoy a chance to talk to fellow Noi fans. I'm excited to talk to you. Same. I tried to invite you to a Swarmer launch party after I'd heard your podcast, but then realised the folly of that because of your location in Australia. I live in London, UK, above the Queen's Head in Piccadilly Circus. We had to postpone the launch party after some complaints about the Swarmer reissue, some esoteric argument between David and Wallace, but I'm planning on an unofficial get-together soon. Do you know Wallace as well? I've never met him, but we communicate indirectly via lawyers from time to time over my use of the brand Piccadilly Pies, which he thinks the Noy estate has some ownership over after the reference to them in Swarmer. I keep inviting him to events, but he's yet to show. Do you have a contact for him or help me get in touch with the Noy estate? The legal correspondence comes through a solicitor's called Thompson and French, but most people contact him through the Noy estate page. But I don't know of anyone who's actually met him. Dave has alluded to speaking directly to him a few times, but I'm not sure if I believe him. So Robert Swift owns the Queen's Head pub. It's a real pub. I looked it up and it is mentioned in the book, along with Piccadilly Pies. I couldn't stomach, always hungry, but unable to nourish. And I missed the hearty fare of my past. The Piccadilly Pies of the Queen's Head, London's finest tavern. Okay, look, while that was playing there, I looked up the name of his solicitors in London, Thompson and French. Was that right? Yeah. Nothing. They don't exist. There's 
There's Thompson and Co. There's Thompson solicitors. There's no Thompson and French. This person doesn't exist, Alexi. I think you're being catfished. I think this is the same person as David. I think they're all the same person. And for some reason, they're weaving this elaborate fantasy uh, just for you, it seems like. I did have a suspicion of this as well. Okay. Through correspondence with David, through correspondence with Robert, it would seem that there is a rivalry between them. David doubts Robert's ability as a noise scholar. He's talked down about him a lot to me through various Facebook messages in the past. He mentioned him in the interview that we had with him. Robert, he knows that Dave looks down upon him. And that's what I thought. I thought that might have been a fabrication. I thought it would be a way to create drama for me to, f- to come across and find that there's these two warring scholars. And then it, it seemed to me that they might be one guy. And yeah, I was being catfished. Of course. I put both of their names in Google together in one search. Mm-hmm. I uncovered something on Amazon.com. What I uncovered is a book about virtual reality. It's written by Robert Swift and David. They're co-authors on a book together. <laughs> it's it's a like a factual book about a startup tech company. It's about virtual reality in the UK education system. Okay, so <laughs> what's the book called? Virtual reality in education: Ocu Learning, our path to reality. Kindle edition. <laughs> so, so. Okay, so David's written nonfiction books and- uh, With Robert Swift. With Robert Swift. I mean, I don't know. Is that proof enough for me? Like, I still think they're the same person. It doesn't feel real to me. How can they be- This is written before I ever spoke to either of them. This is from June 9th, 2016. I'm looking at this book now too. Virtual Reality and Education by Robert Swift and David- it looks like it's a non-fiction book. It's about kind of the internet, VR, and, and learning and schools and stuff like that. I mean, okay, all right. If you think they're different people, which it seems to be according to this, is it possible that they are both Todd Noy? It's possible. It's possible. I feel like I'm living in my own freaking virtual reality right now. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. This is all crazy to me. Yeah. So many- Things are sticking out at me. I feel like I'm overloaded with information. Look, I'm going to give you something. Tell me if this means anything to you. This is a passage from page 15 of Swarmer. After a time, it was generally agreed upon that the Nino had perished. Another roadside casualty. Another worthless vagrant. I've heard those words before. Worthless vagrant? I've heard those words before. Those are the exact words that David used when he talked about how he received on Mountains We Stand to you. It was handed to him by a worthless vagrant, a street bum. Those words, so specific. Very, very specific. This is, uh, I mean, it's all kind of swirl. I feel like I'm in a swarm right now. <laughs> You're the titular swarmer. I'm the swarmer. Oh, I feel, I feel sick right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to spew. We're so far away from the talking robot that Rocky's brother falls in love with. <laughs> We're so far from it. So I'm on David's Facebook page right now. Guess where he lives? Where? Sheffield. Do you remember anything else that's come up in Sheffield? No. Ochre Dyke. When we looked up the book Ochre Dyke, the only thing we found was that it's like a little bubbling creek in, <laughs> in Sheffield. You're right. You're right. 
I will have a panic attack. <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. Dear listeners, Alexi is standing right now. He's pacing around the room. He's pointing at me. Oh, I'm freaked out. There's one other thing that I've just thought of that I've not looked up. Mm-hmm. This is in the original Drago on Mountains We Stand that I've had for so long. It's been in there the entire time and I've never, ever thought to look it up. This is the dedication at the start of the book. Before the author's note, after noise signature. For Keith Holmes and Stephen Tomlins, boys standing tall. Can you Google Keith Holmes? Yep. Okay. Uh, An American boxer? It makes sense. It's a book about Rocky, a book about boxing. Yeah. I looked up Stephen Tomlins, nothing. I went back to David's Facebook page, looked at his friends. He has a friend, Stephen Tomlins. Remember those crazy comments that were left for us on the Blank Slate Movie Podcast Facebook page when we posted pictures of the Todd Noy book? Of course. I'm going to all of their Facebook profiles now. My dad always used to boast that he was harder than Noy and he always kept a copy of On the Mountains We Stand by his bed. One mutual friend. Who is it? David. I was in the Caribbean, suffering from a respiratory ailment in 2009. Two mutual friends, David and Robert. In South Africa, we get told if we don't eat our greens, we'll disappear like Noi. One mutual friend, David. (laughs) I met a man on a campsite in South Wales in 2006. One mutual friend, David. I heard that the Alabaster Wars is over 8,000 pages. One mutual friend, David. When I was travelling in northern Mexico, quite some years ago, a strange man offered to sell me a charcoal sketch that he claimed was a true likeness of the Noi. Friends with David and Robert and... 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 This is David's girlfriend. They're in the same profile picture. They're in the same profile picture. That's them together. Oh, God. It's all there. (laughs) It was all there from the beginning. So it's David, man. I don't know. We got to get him on the phone. We got to talk to him again. (laughs) How do you feel? (sighs) Cherished. That was round five of Finding Drago. This series is produced by me, Alexi Toliopoulos. Presented and created by me and Cameron James, this episode featured the voices of Angela Voipier, Bryce Halliday, Anna Bronowski, with Jen Fricker as Robert Swift, and Ben Russell as Todd Noy. Our theme music is by Luca Baroni-Peters. Production and sound engineering by Bryce Halliday. Our consulting producer is Anna Bronowski. And our executive producer is Tom Wright. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app. Who are all of these people? (laughs) These are all crazy people that we've met online through this. We're in the middle of this weird conspiracy. Yeah, and this literally, this message coming from respondents is from midnight last night with this guy. Oh, weird. So it's all weird and he messaged, the first message is from like...